Lecture Topic Harms of Being Negligent in Salah and Following One's Desires Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi wa dina s-tafa Amma ba'du fa'a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim فَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ أَضَاعُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَاتَّبَعُوا الشَّهَوَاتِ فَسَوْفَ يَلْقَوْنَ غَيَّا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الصلاة عماد الدين من أقامها فقد أقام الدين ومن هدمها فقد هدم الدين أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected on Allah Ikram, brothers and elders. <coughs> Allah Ta'ala has revealed the Qur'an Sharif for our guidance. And in the short time that we have in this world, Allah knows best when our time suddenly comes for us to leave this dunya. Before that time, we have to gain the success of the Akhirat. And for that, Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with this guidance in the Quran Sharif and the Mubarak way of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that the closer we follow in these lines of guidance, the greater that success would be. The success is not only of Akhirat, but even of Dunya. In the Quran Sharif, many, many Ayat relate to the incidents of the Anbiya Ali Musalatu Wasalam. So in Surah Maryam also Allah Ta'ala first mentions several Anbiya Ali Musalatu Wasalam. Wazkur fil kitabi Musa. Remember Musa Ali Salatu Wasalam. Allah Ta'ala blessed him, granted him such a high position. Allah Ta'ala made him among his special servants, made him a Nabi and Rasul. And Allah Ta'ala conversed with him, etc. Several details. And then Ismail Ali Salatu Wasalam. Allah Ta'ala blessed him also very greatly. Allah Ta'ala highlights some of his very special qualities which he surpassed everybody in that regard. Generally everybody. Somebody very, very truthful in his promise. Kept up to his agreements very greatly. And then Idris alayhi salatu wasalam, and then several other Anbiya alayhi salam, they have all been mentioned. A brief mention of them in various ayat. The Quran Sharif is filled with their discussion, many many Anbiya alayhi salam. But in this particular ruku, several Anbiya alayhi salam are mentioned very briefly. And thereafter Allah Ta'ala says, فَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ So these are all very special and chosen people. They were people of a very high caliber and then those who followed in their footsteps, those who took to heart their teachings, they too succeeded, they too became close to Allah Ta'ala. Obviously nobody can reach the rank of a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, but at their level Allah Ta'ala made them succeed as well. Because they went along, then came somebody else. Allah Ta'ala says, فَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ The word khalf, the lam, with the jazam on the lam. The Arabic language is very, very rich and very sensitive also. Khalaf, with a fatha, with a zabar on the lam, this refers to very good successors. Those who came after them, but very good people. And take that fatha out, take that zabar out, فَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ It means the total opposite. Very bad successes. So now just this little, what we will say little, it seems to us little, but this little just in terms of what it appears in the words, but the meaning is a world of difference. And that is why it is so important that we should be making an effort to learn to recite the Qur'an Sharif correctly. One is the Zabar and Zair, the Fatha, Kasra difference. 
how this can change the meaning some way. There's supposed to be a jazm. You put a fatha there. There's supposed to be a fatha. You put a jazm there. It changed the whole meaning from good to bad, from bad to good. And then likewise, the letters themselves, the pronunciation of the letters, a slight change in the pronunciation can change it from one thing to another. The little differences in the pronunciation changes the entire meaning. Very, very well-known examples and this discussion happens often sometimes when there's some Hibs Khatam, some Qirat Jalsa, and these topics are discussed, that how sensitive the Arabic language is and how important it is to learn the correct pronunciation, the very famous example of Kalb and Qalb. Qalb with a Qaf means heart, and it goes in this calf, the small calf as you call it, and it goes to a completely different meaning dog. Now, what a major difference in the meaning. Now, this is the sensitivity of the language. MashaAllah, sometimes a person is making a lot of tilawat. Alhamdulillah, that zeal is there. Allah Ta'ala accept that zeal. Allah Ta'ala increase it. But then the care hasn't been taken to learn the tajweed correctly, learn the correct pronunciation, recite correctly. As a result, now sometimes major mistakes are being made. What is supposed to be recited in one way is recited in a different way. The whole meaning changes. So in any case, that's another subject, but that just highlights to us how important it is that we learn to recite Qur'an Sharif correctly. This requires time. We have time for everything and in this time and age, if we just cut social media out of the equation, we'll have time for a hundred other things. Plenty of time for so many good things. But in any case, to just continue with the discussion of the ayat, so Allah Ta'ala says that these people, mashallah, Allah Ta'ala blessed them tremendously. They were in such a high position. Those who followed them succeeded. But then, فَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ Bad successes came after them. And two aspects Allah Ta'ala highlights about these bad successes. The people that followed who were not good. So were not good. Generally a person who is now off the track, as we may call it, then there's a host of things in his life. He is generally then lost in so many things. Allah highlights two things. فَخَلَفَ مِن بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ أَضَاعُ الصَّلَاةِ وَاتَّبَعُ الشَّهَوَاتِ The one thing was on the side of the do's which they discarded. And the other was on the side of the don'ts which they went headlong into it. So what was supposed to be done, they didn't do. And what was supposed to be refrained from, stay far away from, they went headlong into it. So Allah says, this is what they did. They will therefore very soon meet the consequences of their actions, of their evil. Then very soon they will taste and they will meet and they will bear the consequences of their evil that they got into. Now what is this evil? What is the consequences that Allah Ta'ala is referring to? What is this that they fell into? So two things Allah Ta'ala mentioned in this ayat is Number one, Aba'us Salah Aba'us Salah Aba'idaat literally means to destroy something and numerous ayat of the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala gives the command of Iqamate Salah Alladheena yuqeemuna salah وَأَقِيمِ الصَّلَاةَ تَرَفَهِ النَّهَارِ Many, many ayat إِقَامَةِ salah Establishing salah And establishing is just a close understanding of the word iqamat It can never do justice to what the word iqamat means This one word will need several lines of explanation that what it really means There is no one word translation for it Iqamat is to fulfill salah in a way that the salah is performed punctually on time it's performed with all its adab and etiquettes. For males it's wajib to perform the salah with jama'ah. And then if the masjid is not far off or there's no other reason not to attend the masjid, then that's a very important aspect as well. That they must be performing the salah with jama'ah in the masjid. And then the salah in all its, with all its etiquette and adab. So all these details go into iqamah with khushu and khudu. 
So on this side is Iqamatul Salah. The opposite of it is Iba'atul Salah. When Iqamatul Salah has not taken place, then it will be Iba'atul Salah. Obviously that will have its different levels. Some will be extremely serious, some will be little less serious. But whatever deficiency there will be in Iqamatul Salah, that deficiency now will count as Iba'at. As that level of destruction of Salah. Now Allah Ta'ala says that this is what these people fell into, that they discarded Salah. One is now the worst level. Person misses his Salah completely and does not even care about it, that he missed it. That is a very, very serious matter. That in the Hadith Sharif has been described, though that is not what is literally meant, but as described as Mantaraka Salata Muta'amidan Fakad Kafara. That he has done an action which the disbelievers do. Not that he has himself become a disbeliever, but this is so severe that it is described in this manner. Now can you imagine a person going to sleep and putting the alarm to wake up after Fajr time has passed? Where does he fall into? What category are we going to put ourselves in? This is the severity with which it is being described in the Hadith Sharif. Literally translated as committed kufr. The Muhaddithin explain and the Fuqah and Ulama explain that it means that he has done something which the kufar would do, a mu'min won't do. But this itself doesn't negate Iman, but it is such a serious matter that it has been expressed in such a severe way. Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab he wrote to all his governors who have all the responsibility of running the state and so many things to do and he says to them Inna ahamma umurikum indi as-salah the most important of all your matters don't ever tell me you're too busy, you were too busy doing this they are the governors the whole concern of the entire every single person in that governorship is on their head and to take care of all the issues so what was this meant to say don't ever tell me you're too busy you had too much of work to do you were under a lot of pressure you had too many meetings to attend you had too many appointments not that all these words were said this is for our understanding because this is now the terminology of our time so this is the terminology of our time this is all what fits into that they don't bring this excuse ever because after Despite whatever the situation might be, all your issues aside, the most important of all your matters is your salah. Inna ahamma umurikum indi as-salah. Now Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala is writing to the governors of his time, who were all sahaba, and he's saying to them, look, beware of ever being deficient in your salah in any way. Now, can we imagine that the Sahaba, they were of that time that they would deliberately miss their Salah or come in and haphazardly perform their Salah? No, but sometimes it could be that all the care that was required may have sometimes just lessened. So now he's warning them about that. Man hafizaha wa hafaza alayha fahuwa lima siwaha ahfaz. That on the one side, the one who is punctual on his salah and he safeguards it with all its adab, its etiquettes, whatever is required, he will safeguard the rest of deen to a greater extent. And if he is deficient in his salah, he destroys it, he, now the same word, then he will destroy the rest of deen to a greater extent. It might be just the outward appearance of deen in many things, but you would have destroyed the spirit and the soul of it. It just be the some customary things, just some routines, just some going through the motions in many things. But otherwise, there'll be nothing left. Now, this is a very, very crucial thing that is being mentioned in this ayat. This is the Hidayat Allah Ta'ala is giving us that look all these nations passed. The Amiyani Musalam came, they then presented the deen to their followers, 
There were those who took it to heart. But then later in time came such people. And then what happened to them? The consequences of their evil actions are going to catch up with them. Then the destruction comes. Dunya, akhirat, Allah save us. So now this is not just often here salah. Well, okay, we heard this. Bayan was heard many times. Nothing new. But the issue is to what extent have we brought salah and the reality of salah alive in our lives? To what extent are we guilty of ibaate salah? Are we guilty of it and to what extent? How much of care is given to it? There were those personalities who we obviously very, we can't even imagine it. But they had what is the reality of salah in their lives. These were people long after the sahaba. So can we imagine what the sahaba had? One pious person, Muhammad bin Khafif, rahimahullah. So, he, once he missed his salah, by chance, he missed his salah. It was completely by chance. It can happen completely by chance, not some out of any neglect, missed his salah. So any case, now that he missed his salah, he got such a jolt about this, so shocked, crying profusely. Now it was missed with jama'ah. So he began repeating that salah 27 times. Because the salah with jama'ah is 27 times more superior than the salah performed individually. Now in business, if somebody has to say that, look, you can buy this item here, and you'll be able to make a markup, but that markup will be just, you know, just 100%. And the price that is being sold somewhere else, you buy it from there, you'll be able to make a 2,700% or 270% markup. 270% markup, 27 times more. So now, we're still looking for that businessman who will say, no, no, I'm just satisfied with this, leave that on the side. Forget 270 times more, if it's now this side 100% markup, there you get 200%, forget 200%, 110%. You say, no, it's worthwhile, just taking the drive down there, spending the extra half an hour to get it from there, for the 10% more. But for Deen, for Salah, the thing is that that importance and the value of Amal, that is lacking. What is the reward Allah Ta'ala is giving on some Amal? And how great this is, how important this is to try and maximize this. On the time when Nabi Kareem Wasallam went for Badr, the battle of Badr. So there were 313 Sahaba with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the entire army was 313. And among this 313 were only 70 camels. And two horses. Now 70 camels, 313 people, they had to share, take a turns in riding the animal. So, three people now will share one animal, so one distance, one person will ride, another two will walk alongside. And then the second person will have his turn, and then the third person, Nabi Kareem Wasallam with him was Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala and another sahabi. So now when the time would come now for Nabi Kareem Wasallam to walk, Sayyidina Ali now said, no, I want to walk your share, you ride my share as well. In other words, your distance you rode, now it's my distance to ride, I am gifting that to you. You ride my share. Nabi Sallallahu would blankly refuse and he would dismount and insist you ride your share now, I will walk. The next Sahabi, the same thing would happen. Now they would start insisting because they didn't want now to be walking, uh, riding while Nabi Sallallahu is walking. They couldn't take this, it was too heavy on them. But Nabi Sallallahu wouldn't hear this. And then he says to them, and who is saying this? The Nabi of Allah wa Ta'ala the greatest Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, the Masoob Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, the greatest of all the creation of Allah Ta'ala, who Allah Ta'ala has declared that everything is forgiven, forget, forget forgiven, you have the highest level. The Maqamul Mahmood on the day of Qiyamah, the very special position of maqam Mahmood, the greatest and most distinguished position that anybody in the entire Makhluk will ever have, that will be the position Nabi Sallallahu will be blessed with on the day of Qiyamah. And he is saying to the other two now who are now insisting, no, let us walk your share. On the one side he says to them, Ma antuma bi aqwa minni. 
you are not stronger than me. This is the time now to say it. Normally to boast about it in other occasions, that's not the place. But this was in order to just put them at ease. Don't worry, you are not stronger. If you are strong enough to walk, I am also strong enough to walk. But then the second part, this is وَمَا أَنَا بِأَغْنَى عَنِ الْأَجْرِ مِنْكُمْ That if you need the reward, then I also need the reward. You need the reward, then I am also not independent of it. I also need the reward. So if you want the reward of walking, why must I deprive myself of it? I also want my share of walking reward. Now this is the zeal that the ummah is being taught. Don't let these things just bypass us. That well, so he did enough now, so what now? I read some tasbih, so what's the need for more? But in terms of dunya, we don't say what's the need for more. We always want that more. We always are chasing that more. So in any case, this person now, besides perform the salah 27 times, later that night, he is in a dream, he's seeing that this group of pious people are all there riding on some horse, or on their horses, and he's on a horse. And now he's trying to catch up with them. But he's aside, and the rest of the group is ahead. So now he's trying to spur that animal on to now catch up with the rest. MashaAllah, such a group of good people, pious people, but it's just not happening. So eventually one of them turns around and says to him now in the dream, don't put so much of pressure on that animal and on yourself. It's not going to happen. You're not going to reach us because we performed our salah with jama'ah. We performed our salah with jama'ah so we are going to be way ahead. You missed it so you are going to be behind. Now this was a lesson to give to the ummah. Look, Let's not miss out on this. Give it its due importance. Give it its due care. Amir bin Abdullah bin Zubair radiallahu ta'ala he uh, was in such a severe state that his life was almost leaving. And at that time, he heard the azan from a nearby masjid. So he told him, please take me to the masjid now. He said, you are so sick. He said, please, the nida, the call from Allah ta'ala's side is in my ears. How can I not answer it? So they carried him with difficulty and took him to the masjid. And he got there, it was Maghrib Salah. They made him lay down in the saf and he started the salah. And as the first rakat finished, he passed away. One pious person was also very, very conscious about his salah and very, very punctual to make sure that he's there. He was one day extremely sick and he with the help of two people carrying him on their back, they brought him and because he insisted on that. So somebody said to him, but please take it easy now. You don't have to put yourself through so much pressure, so much of difficulty. And indeed, if a person is that sick, Allah Ta'ala has given him the concession that if he is that sick now, he can perform his salah at home. But when they said this to him, he said to them that the day that the iqamat is called out, or the azan is called out, hayya ala salah, hayya ala falah, and when the iqamat is called out, hayya ala salah, hayya ala falah, if you don't find me in the saf, look for me in the graveyard. Because if I'm not in the saf, the only other place I will be is in the graveyard. I'm not going to miss out on this for anything. Nothing is going to stop me from being in the masjid for salah. Now that is not the fatwa. The fatwa is if a person is sick, etc., which is genuinely, which shariat allows, give him, gives him that concession, then he's allowed. But this is the zeal, like how some person, when there's a deal to be done, come hail or sun or shine or whatever, that deal is so lucrative, nothing will come in the way. That must be done, I have to go and attend that meeting, I have to go and see to this customer or whatever, because this is a very big one. So now these people saw this in the same light. That was salah, nothing can come in the way. Hatim Asam Rahimahullah, he once missed his salah or jama'ah by chance. He missed his salah, so some people came to now visit him at home, what happened? Something must have happened. So now few people came, but he missed his salah, so few people came. So he saw them and he started crying. I asked him, what are you crying about? He said, I missed my salah and so many few people came to console me only. If one of my sons had passed away, then the whole of Madinah Munawara would have come. Whereas for me to miss one salah, is more severe than all my children passing away. 
But only so few people came to console me. Such a great musibah came on me. Whereas it was something that happened by chance. It wasn't something deliberate. It wasn't any neglect. It happened by chance. But this too was such a severe matter for him. He said, this is more severe for me than all my children having passed away. So we have to bring alive this salah in our lives. And in the ummah at large. Unfortunately, the problems that we are facing, whether it's on a domestic level, whether it's in a community level, whether on an international level, let us check how much of that is as a result of our destroying Salah. Because if we are destroying the most important command of Allah Ta'ala, how are we going to expect the help of Allah Ta'ala? Whereas the Sahaba, they resolve all their problems with Salah. Any problem, and they turn to Salah, and they resolve their problems. Because it's Salah was Salah. And unfortunately, we take Salah so easy, so for granted, we performed it with Jamaat, well and good, not with Jamaat. Well, I, after all, I made it after all. So I am, sort of, it's my favor to Allah, Allah. After all, I did it. I performed the Salah at home. And if I, Nauzubillah, missed it and made the Qaza later, that too is like a favor to Allah, Allah. At least I made the Qaza. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Allah, Allah's countless favors upon us. Allah, Allah asked us to perform the five daily Salah. And in the manner that prescribed to us, the Bishas and Tautas. So this is to be brought alive, the most important fundamental of deen. But unfortunately, our importance to Salah is on another level. So this is the first aspect mentioned in this ayat. فَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ أَبَعُ الصَّلَاةِ And then the second thing, وَاتَّبَعُ الشَّهَوَاتِ Now there are many things that are mentioned side by side in the Qur'an Sharif, in the Ahadith. It's not just something coincidental. Well, both things were meant to be mentioned, they just got mentioned. A lot of these are directly, there's an imp- link between the two. In one dua, Nabi Kareem also made dua, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-faqri wa-dayn, min al-kufri wa-dayn, min al-kufri wa-dayn. Ya Allah, I seek your refuge and protection from kufr, and from falling into death. Now, where's kufr? And where's becoming indebted, falling into death? Two separate things completely. So one sahabi asked the question, Ta'adilul kufra bid-dayn? Now these are mentioned side by side. And sounds like there's no link whatsoever between them. But Allah's Nabi is also saying it in that manner. And he is making this dua, obviously he is masoom and sinless. This dua for the ummah, teaching the ummah. Teaching them what dua to make and teaching them what to be cautious about, what to be careful about. So the sahabi asked, kufra Are you equating these two, kufr and death? The Bishlasun said, yes, obviously equating it doesn't mean both are on the same level. But equating it in which sense? That this too is such a severe thing. That sometimes a person deep in debt and lacking in deen, Allah forbid that debt becomes a stepping stone to kufr. Somebody buys his iman off. So because of that debt, and now some pressure came upon him, and somebody started threatening him, somebody started putting some kind of extra pressure on him, and then in that time somebody came and offered him something, but in lieu of his iman, and Allah forbid how many people have done that. So now this is that link. So likewise in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says one thing they did, Ida'atul Salah. They destroyed their Salah. The second thing, Wattaba'u shahawad On the one side they became lax about their Salah. Performed it well, good, didn't perform it fine. Made it with Jamaat, okay. Didn't make it with Jamaat too, okay. Just performed it very haphazardly, hastily, not fulfilling the adab and etiquette. All that is part of Iba'atul Salah. Performing the Salah in such a way that the Ruku, Sajda is not done well. The standing posture after Ruku, the Qawma, that was not done correctly. He is standing up erect properly first, then going down into Sajda. The sitting posture between the two Sajdas, sitting calmly after the first Sajda, only then proceeding to the second Sajda. Likewise, all the other aspects of Salah, all that just by the way, quickly, quickly get done with it. And we are happy with it that we have done our duty. Let alone duty, we have done a favor to Allah Ta'ala. So now all that is Ida'at salah When they made Ida'at of Salah, they destroyed Salah at whichever level. 
on the other side they fell into what tabao shahawat that became the stepping stone to this they fell into chasing after their desires they fell into chasing after their desires and as a result they destroyed their dunya they destroyed their akhirat also what tabao shahawat the shahawat these desires these aspects that Allah Ta'ala has created within insan these lusts whether it is the lust of the sensory pleasures whether it is the lust for wealth whether it is the lust for anything else for name and fame and position and recognition these are all lusts that lurk within us and when a person becomes overcome by these lusts then dunya and akhirat is all on the line Al-Qatada rahimahullah, very great tabi'i he says that Allah Ta'ala created malaika the angels they are purely aql they are made of nur etc whatever light but apart from that there is only intelligence in them there is no shahawat they don't have any desires and on the other side Allah Ta'ala created hayawan animals they don't have intelligence they have some perceptions they can sense what is going to harm them, what is going to benefit them but the animal, that's where it finishes off on that level how to fill its belly how to go about its basic needs nothing beyond that that animal is not in a position to now gain marifat and all these animal doesn't have any intelligence it's purely shahawat it's the shahawat that guided towards where to go and where not to go so on the one side of the malaika other side of the animals and Allah Ta'ala created insan and insan is a mixture of both Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with intelligence also of a very high level and naturally Allah has placed this natural shahawat in him but now if he keeps his intelligence on top of his shahawat this is part of his nature he's not going to disappear anywhere part of his nature and therefore it's very important to recognize that that this part of his nature and is not going to disappear anywhere it can get subdued if he has subdued it with the strength of zikr with the strength of taqwa with the strength of pious company with the strength of the tilawat of the Quran Sharif with amal it can get subdued but it's not going to disappear anywhere it's going to be there so now this is something very very important to recognize and to understand and to accept it's there nobody should ever make a claim for himself that this doesn't apply to me and as soon as that kind of approach is adopted this is not this doesn't apply to me somebody else's story this then a person has put himself in the lion's mouth now in the workplace he's going to be I'm immune to everything and then his immunity will show itself how immune he is he'll fall headlong into haram and sin and vice and immorality and then he'll think about I thought once upon a time I was immune he'll be walking on the street and he'll be draining all the tilawat and all the zikr and all the dua and the hajj and the umrah and everything he'll be sitting for a few minutes on his phone and everything will be drained out now this is something very important to recognize that these shahawat are part of insan's nature but this is the imtihan this is the test this is the test of dunya so Hazrat Qatada rahimahullah says that on the one side is malaika the other side are the hayawan the animals in between is this insan and these shahawat are within him part of his human nature but Allah has blessed him with this intelligence as well and if he keeps the intelligence on top of the shahawat and controls it and that intelligence alone that will not manage to control it until and unless it's coupled with the fear of Allah Ta'ala with the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala otherwise all his intelligence also Allah forbid way it will just slip away and he'll forget about everything but if he keeps this on top and keeps control over the shahawat he'll reach a stage beyond the malaika also and if he puts the shahawat on top of his intelligence 
and let the shahwad take him in whichever direction it wants to go in, then he'll finish off lower than the animals also. In whom illa kalanaami balhum adal. The Quran Sharif Allah speaks about those who just follow their desires and just no care in the world for anything else, like animals rather worse than that. Now this is the very crucial thing, as I said, Umar ibn Khattab somebody wrote to him asking that, look, if supposing there's a person who he is worshipping Allah Ta'ala, Alhamdulillah, he is very deeply involved in all the righteous actions, but somehow he's also a person who just doesn't have any desire of any sort that takes him towards any wrong, any evil. He doesn't have any desire to look at any haram, to indulge in any other sin and vice. But on the other side is somebody who is constantly struggling. Because the one side are the desires that are pulling and tugging at his heart. But he is battling and struggling with it and he is suppressing it all the way. And this is an ongoing battle. And as a result, he is under this pressure all the time. So who is better of these two? So perhaps the next question he would have been asked, if the answer came, well, this person, mashallah, his heart seems to be so clean, he's got no desires. It might be that he is now already purified to such an extent that he is way ahead. So the next question would be how to get there then. But as Umar replied and said, this person, who is, his heart is filled with all these desires too. But he is not letting those desires control him. He is subduing those desires. He is suppressing it. That haram, to look at haram, he is suppressing it. He is bringing in heart and mind the fear of Allah Ta'ala. To go to some haram place, he is suppressing that. To do any haram action, he is suppressing it. Umar ibn Khattab writes to this person, this heart, this person, he'll be included among those whom Allah Ta'ala says, لِلتَّقْوَى They are the people whose hearts Allah has tested for taqwa. This is an accolade for the Sahaba Ikram. Obviously nobody can reach the rank of the Sahaba after them, but <coughs> he will be resurrected with them. And his heart also Allah tested for taqwa and at his level he passed. He struggled, he felt that pressure, he felt whatever, but he didn't succumb to it. So this is the link that when Salah is going to be deficient in some way or the other, the etiquettes are not fulfilled, the importance is not being given, Salah is pushed behind for accommodating some dunya somewhere, Salah is being performed later because some entertainment now is in the way. And that Salah itself became the entertainment because in the Sajdat we are still scoring goals or hitting sixes, Allah knows this, what is up to? So then that whole Salah, this is Iba'atul Salah, this is destroying the Salah. And now the next thing will be Wattaba'u Shahawat. Now headlong into the Shahawat. And one thing after the other. And the Shahawat as mentioned, we have to accept and understand this is part of this insan's tabiyat and nature. And all around the forces of fitna and batil have put everything around to incite the shahwat. Everything around is there to incite it. The kind of dressing that has been now made the norm is to incite this. Nothing else but to incite it. Every product, some picture will be there to incite this. What is the link between that product and one scantily just woman on it? But that will be no other purpose but to incite the shahwat. And now that is brought into the home, that is just displayed for everybody, that young child, that brother and sister are sitting and watching the same thing in front of them, then that rest of it is beyond description after that. Then the whole family is sitting and watching that filth on the box, and then in every palm, whatever filth and dirt and all the worst kind of filth that is in the hand of every person almost, that is all just for no other purpose but to incite this shahawab. And once a person gets caught up in shahwat, then the forces of Batil know very well that to subdue a nation, just immerse them in desires. Just make them chase after their desires. What are they going to worry about defending somebody who is Muslim thereafter? They too worried about their own desires. Whether it's a desire of wealth, 
whether it's a desire of entertainment, whether it's a desire of the leisures and pleasures, whether it is the desires of all the immorality and vice and zina, that's all they caught up in. That's their day and night concern. Person, his whole mind will be only wired in that direction. So therefore now, make it wholesale open. One person made an observation. He is from India. So he says he was talking to the youth there. And he says, have you ever considered that how cheap the internet and the data is in India compared to Israel? It's a fraction of that price. Why? Why it became so cheap here? Just because India is far superior in whatever it can do? No, no, it's made cheap so that every person will find it very easy to access. And then what is he going to access so easily? Then there's going to be a flood of all the filth which will be so easily accessible. And how many things are gone completely haywire simply because of this indulgence in all that filth? How many marriages are on the rocks because of what happened before marriage due to the indulgence in that filth? How many a person is trying to act out his perversions after getting married, that which he was all put his heart, filled his heart and mind with before marriage? These are all the very tragic realities that we are facing. So this is the very crucial thing that is being told to us in this ayat of the Quran Sharif. That we have to bring Salah alive and not just in some haphazard manner, in all its, it, with all its etiquettes, with its adab, in the way that we are supposed to. We are very weak, we are very, very far. But that effort has to be continuous and close all these avenues of shahwat. What is within insan is there, but all those things that are inciting it towards haram, we put the barriers to stay far away from it. All the intermingling that's happening between non-bahrams, the lack of parda, the functions and the weddings and all what happens, people come there just as they say, just for the kill. And on top of that, then there's free intermingling carry on. What happens after that? How many marriages go on the rocks after that? Because who saw who and who spoke to who and then they communicating thereafter. And then all the haram chatting is carrying on. And then somebody is saying, no, I'm just asking something of need and some work and some hundred and one. Allah is all away with Allah Ta'ala knows what's going on. Allah Ta'ala knows the deception of the eye and what the heart is concealing. We can't hide anything from Allah Ta'ala. So this is the very, very great lesson that we learn from this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif. The whole Qur'an Sharif is filled with these lessons. That the two things that result in all the destruction in dunya and akhirat, destroying salah and falling headlong into the shahwat, into the desires, these are the, the disasters that take a person towards the destruction of dunya and akhirat. So to save ourselves from this, destruction is the opposite of this. Iqamatul salah, establishing salah and subduing all the desires are part of insan. But what's going to help him to subdue it? What's going to help him to suppress it? The things that we touched on very briefly, being in the right company, pious company, staying far away from those things that create the fall. Person has hundred, not one hundred and one, one thousand and one excuses why he cannot do without the smartphone, despite himself saying that this has dropped me a hundred times. He says it's dropped me a hundred times. I lost count how many times it dropped me into all kinds of filth and evil. But I still cannot do without it because there's so many needs. So now he says I cannot do without the fire, though the fact it's burning me. But if it's burning me, that well and good. But I can't do without it. So we need to now take those necessary steps, make tawbah, turn to Allah Ta'ala, zikr, dua, istighfar, daily zikr, time dedicated, time daily salah with jama'ah, then dedicated time for tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, for the zikr of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, for dua, ta'aleem in our homes, being part of the ta'aleem in the masjid, amal of deen, going out in the path of Allah Ta'ala, the, whatever opportunities we have, there should be some constructive program of dini advice that we have included in that is the talim in our homes, the talim in the masjid, that some weekly program that might be taking place in our masjid also. Whatever other, some avenues to increase our iman, to increase our knowledge of deen, to bring us closer to Allah wa ta'ala, this is what's going to help us. 
the more we indulge in all these things, this will take us further down, Allah forbid. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq, Allah Ta'ala protect our iman, protect our amal, protect our haya. Allah Ta'ala keep us safe from all the haram shahawat. And Allah Ta'ala make us among those who establish salah in this reality. وآخر دعوانا للحمد لله رب العالمين ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهل لا اله الا الله 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 اللہ 
difficulties, the calamities, the hardships, and all this is due to our sins, Ya Allah. The ibaat e salah that we are guilty of, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we've fallen headlong into shahawat, Ya Allah. This has destroyed our homes, Ya Allah. It has destroyed our communities, Ya Allah. It has destroyed our businesses, Ya Allah. It has destroyed our lives, Ya Allah. Our peace and serenity has gone, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, misery has become the way of life, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all this is due to our sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we're making Tawbah today, Ya Allah. We're making Tawbah from Ida'at Salah, Ya Allah. We're making Tawbah from Ittiba'at Shahwat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we are making a firm pledge, Ya Allah. As of today, Ya Allah, we'll perform every Salah, Ya Allah, with Jama'ah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever you have given us, given us concession, Ya Allah, apart from that, every Salah with Jama'ah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, in a way that, Ya Allah, you are pleased with, Ya Allah, that is going to be our effort, Ya Allah. Allah, you bless us with the tawfiq, Ya Allah. You bless us with the, such a salah which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Bless us with the salah with khushu and khudu, Ya Allah. Bless us with the salah that will gain your acceptance, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. You save us from all the shahawat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, they are our open and avowed enemies, Ya Allah. We have made them our friends, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, as a result, we became deprived of your friends, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove us from the friendship of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Remove us from the friendship of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, our friendship with the Quran Sharif got distanced, Ya Allah. Our friendship with Zikr got distanced, Ya Allah. Our friendship with Dua went away, Ya Allah. When we became the friends of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, our enemies, we took them to our bosom, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, they got deprived of all the good, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, enable us to see the reality, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to recognize our enemies as enemies, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us a topic of fleeing from them, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make the Quran Sharif close to our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make salah the coolness of our eyes, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, give us the taste of zikr, Ya Allah. Give us the sweetness and ecstasy of zikr, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, give us the pleasure of talking to you in dua, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. You save us from chasing behind all these desires, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Filled with barakat, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram and doubtful things, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from doubtful business, Ya Allah. Save us from doubtful transactions, Ya Allah. Save us from doubtful actions, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from doubtful interactions, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you keep us with Ya Allah, taqwa, Ya Allah. Bless us with a life of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us Take us on perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, at the crucial time, Ya Allah, protect our Iman, Ya Allah. Take us on perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of Qiyamah with perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Make our covers gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Bless us with the shafat of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, grant us a place under the shade of your arsh on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the water of Kosan from the Mubarak hand of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Allah, we are asking for such great things, Ya Allah. We are nobody, Ya Allah. We are nothing, Ya Allah. We are your most sinful servants, Ya Allah. But we have our gaze on your karam, Ya Allah. Allah, your generosity is beyond everything, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have made, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, just turn into gold, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, despite our sins, Ya Allah, despite our weaknesses, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, turn our hearts into gold, Ya Allah, the gold of Marifat, Ya Allah, the gold of your recognizing you, Ya Allah, the gold of Khashiyat, Ya Allah, the gold of your Muhabbat, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, with all the beautiful and noble qualities of Iman, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, cleanse our hearts out of all the evils, Ya Allah, cleanse our hearts out of pride, Ya Allah, from jealousy, Ya Allah, from malice, Ya Allah, from all the evils, Ya Allah, Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the love of Deen, Ya Allah. The love of the A'mal of Deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, accept us in our progeny to Qiyamah, Ya Allah. For the khidmat of Deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat and qabooliyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those are sick, Ya Allah. Give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every trace of their ilmuj, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those in any financial difficulties, Ya Allah. Any other difficulties, Ya Allah. Remove their difficulties with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill every home with sukoon, Ya Allah. Fill every home with sukoon, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts for your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. 
Bless us with the beautiful akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Bless us with his beautiful mu'asharat ya Allah, with his beautiful mu'amalat ya Allah. Allahu alamin ya Allah. Allah all those who have asked us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua ya Allah. Allah you fulfill each one's dies needs ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya Allah. Allahu alamin each one's cry in the heart ya Allah. You are well aware of ya Allah. Allahul Alamin Ya Allah remove each one's hardships and difficulties Ya Allah grant the best of dunya and akhirah to each one Ya Allah Allahul Alamin Ya Allah whatever we have asked for Ya Allah out of your grace and mercy grant it to us Ya Allah what we should have been asking for did not ask Ya Allah Ya Allah grant us that as well Ya Allah Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ فلا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا تقبل منا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله